It's Thursday, August 24th, and this is Two Guys, Three Trends, the show where we hit you with some of the top trending topics on Google Trends. This is all presented by Avenue 4 Communications, a digital marketing and creative technology company in Winnipeg and Montreal. Today on the show, we give the Powerball winner some advice, go back into space, and we're talking about dance shows. Seriously, let's get trending. Thursday, two guys, three trends. I'm Kieran. And I'm Mac. We're here in Mac's super, super, super clean office. It's not at all clean. He's being a little sarcastic. I like I like lots of paper. Um, not a lot of it's organized. I know where everything is, though. Oh, that's That's good. the important part. As long as you know where it is, that's important. I should actually... I'm going to clean my office today. First trending topic for today is the Powerball in the U.S. You guys... A, your lottery tickets are... Your your lotteries are insane. Yeah, they're almost too much money. Too much money. They are too much money. Uh, one single winning ticket was sold for the Powerball. One person has won somewhere, or at least one ticket. They better cl- they better claim <laughs> yeah. this. Has won 758.7 million U.S. smackaroos. It's a lot of money. It's so much money. You know what I would do with that money? Yeah, you would buy some... Small real estate deal, <laughs> like we were talking about yesterday. <laughs> maybe I'd buy some uh, some corporate real estate if I had that much money. Yeah, maybe you should. Well, you definitely Actually, should do something. I would start my own seed fund if I had that. If I had that kind of money. Now we're starting to talk my yeah. language. Yeah, I would probably. Uh, I mean, I'd throw a lot of it into like a global equity mutual fund or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I would for sure start like a twenty million dollar. Uh, tech venture capitalist firm. Oh, something at least 20, 25. Yeah. Uh, if you live in Chicopee, Massachusetts, and uh, you happen to have the favorite numbers of 6, 7, 16, 23, and 26 with the Powerball number of 4. Yeah. Uh, by the way, none of those numbers like are more or less lucky than they were before <laughs> for anybody who's like, I'm going to change all my numbers for the yeah. next... Uh, the rest of my life to those numbers, and uh, a they'll probably never happen again. But B, statistically, that's a bad decision. That's a bad actually, decision. That is would it? be a bad decision. Same numbers happening twice. Wow, well, I'm, I'm not a mathematician, but me yeah, if you're in neither. Chicopee and you bought the winning ticket at the Pride Station and store, wow, then uh, you're a winner of life. Really insane amounts of money. Uh, some advice. Uh, don't tell anybody that you won that money right away. Yeah, I mean, I've I've I know somebody who uh, won the lottery actually and was fairly public about it. They didn't win a ton of money. They won like two point three million. Uh, okay, well, that's a lot of money. That's but, so much. Um, <laughs> they had like first thing in the morning. They had people calling their home phone that was listed saying like their baby was gonna die if they didn't pay for this treatment and asking them for eighty thousand dollars. Holy cow! They had to yeah they had to basically go off off the map. Yeah, go if you're if you're the winner. Go off the grid. Don't tell anyone. Get a lawyer. Put a bunch of that money in, like, a trust. Yeah. Uh, put a bunch of that money aside so that you can't touch for, like, 15 years. Put it some sort of, like, really slow investment kind of thing. Just so you don't blow all the money in, like, a, a month. Yeah. So you don't buy four houses, 16 boats. An insurance policy is a great vehicle uh, to break a hole in your corporation in order to flow that money out to your children tax-free. Yeah. If you have children. If you have kids. Uh, some sound advice here. Yeah. And, you know, again, don't 
Don't go around bragging about it at the start. You know, take some time before, just slowly ease yourself into being a millionaire. Yeah. Subtly. Yeah, that's a good call. Make a fake business. Tell everybody it got wildly successful. Yeah. Just, again, weird things will happen when people just suddenly have money. You don't want all your family members being like, uh, where does my name go in the will? I would actually be disappointed if I won that much money. Why would you be disappointed? Because... Uh, I would like my success to be predicated on my actions. And well, I mean, you took the action of buying a lottery ticket, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, you know, like money's almost like a scoreboard in business in a sense. In a sense, it's one of the variables, I would say. Think about it like this. Even though you didn't get that money, that just means you can set your goals so much larger in scale to act- to achieve. Okay, but I would also argue that the rich get richer and that's a very accurate statement because a lot of the big investment opportunities that are more sound, you need a couple million dollars to get into, but chances are you're going to you're going to make a lot of that money back. Also, compound interest is a pretty crazy thing which I talk about a lot. If I let if I won 758 million dollars now and I let it sit until I retired, oh, Kieran, I'd be a billionaire. Yeah, but you know what? I wouldn't be a billionaire. A life, a life not lived. I would be. I would have hundreds of millions. <laughs> a life not lived, right? Yeah. Well, congratulations to whoever that person was. Uh, we're moderately jealous, but you know, good hope, on you. Hope you make some good choices with that money. Yeah. Trending topic number two. We're talking about space again. We're on a big space kick this week. I'm I pretty think. fascinated with space. You couldn't pay me enough money to ever go into space. But I'm really fascinated by it. Really fascinated by it. Engineers at Lockheed Martin and NASA have uh, breathed some life into the next Orion module. So the Orion module is the crew module that they want to put some people in to do some deep space exploration uh, in and the course of, uh, in this one, this mission, they want to go around the moon again. That's right. We're going back to around the moon. Uh, Isn't it 40,000, 40, I'm reading here, 40,000 miles beyond the moon, though. And then, and then of, back around. Yeah, so they would, like, send, they'd send them up, do a big, wide orbit. Well, not maybe not an orbit, but a big, wide loop around, and then swing them back towards Earth would probably be the plan. And they'd be spending all of their time inside this module, which they've now powered up. Wow. Interesting. It, it yeah. looks pretty small. It looks pretty small, uh, but... Uh, I'm sure it's not... So it is pretty small, uh, yeah. but it's not going to be used on this test flight to actually carry people. What they're going to do is they're going to send it up uh, on this moon mission. Yeah. They're going to test systems. Uh, they want smart. to test remote systems as well, which is really smart because, yeah. you know, you want to make sure your astronauts are safe. Uh, so on the first mission, when they do actually send it up, uh, it will give them flight critical information on the systems and everything and how things are working awesome. uh, in space. And then they will be able to uh, get stuff ready for when they start using it as a multi-purpose vehicle for people. Uh, this power on is really important because it basically, well, it's, you know, for the same reason. It, I don't know if you've ever built your own computer. It's kind of a nerdy thing to do. but Or maybe anything that you put together with electricity. The first power on, it's a little special. Did I put all the components in the right place? Did, uh, did I mess up something critical? Is the whole thing just going to short out when we use it? Uh, this has been a good test. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, again, space is super sick. Space is cool. Space is sick. Third trending topic for today, something Mac is super excited about. <sighs> you know, almost as excited as me. Uh, Dancing with the Stars 
25th season premieres Monday, September 18th. They haven't revealed the celebrity contestants, which is what I would be excited to to see. But uh, if you are a fan, you can know and feel awesome about the fact that Maxime Chermakovsky and uh, Pita Murgatroyd, which I probably butchered, are returning to the ballroom to be uh, instructors and for a dance battle. Who's watching this show for 25 years? That's uh, what I want to know. A ton of people. Well, yeah, and my grandma is also in that group of people. Let me tell you why Dancing with the Stars is awesome, okay? Because I, I watched some dance shows. Educate I, me, I, I was really hooked on So You Think You Can Dance for a really long time. I was a dancer for a while. I don't know. I danced. A Ukrainian danced for 11 years. I didn't know that about you. I toured. It was wow. Danced around. Uh... So did you have to wear like Leverhosen's or whatever those are called? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. It's not German dancing; it's Ukrainian dancing. Ah, gotcha. I wore those really awesome, like big baggy velvet pants with those cool red boots, those embroidered shirts. They're did you quite... have to wear clogs. No clogs. Cool boots is what I had to wear. I got to do a lot of jumping. I did dances with swords and axes. Have you ever seen that photo on the internet where there's a clog in the sink? And it's like, the sink's clogged. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, thanks, Dad. You're making fun oh, of... Oh, Dad humor gets me every time. You're making fun of grandmothers for watching this. More than grandmothers watch this show. Okay, this is why Dancing with the Stars is awesome. They take... Uh, I bet you there's not a single person over... 41. Nope, 42 that listens to our podcast. Well, then there's tons of people who will be interested in this. Fair Here's enough. why it's awesome. Okay? okay, they take several B-list, C-list, maybe even D-list, and occasionally, occasionally, an A-list star or former A-list star, and they pair who doesn't. They usually don't dance, or they don't have any formal training, and they pair them up with a professional dance instructor who's good at a variety of styles. Uh, and then over the course of the season, they eliminate people every week through different challenges, and they do dances together, and they get judged on those dances. But challenges you, like fear, like Fear Factor, not like Fear Factor challenges, mm. but they're kind of like different dance styles and that kind of stuff. But you get to watch somebody who's, you know, an untrained dancer become an actual quality dancer, it's and uh, it's dramatic and fun, and it's it's mainly it's just super fun, uh, and. Uh, Last year, uh, there was a football player on, and he was actually extremely graceful and really good. Became a great dancer. Uh, Float just, like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yeah, that's definitely a football reference. <laughs> Isn't that boxing? boxing? Yes, that's Muhammad Ali. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Uh, I am excited about Dancing with the Stars. I'll probably watch. I would love so much to talk about the McGregor Mayweather fight right now, but mm -hmm. it's not a trend, so we're not. It's not trending it. yet. Uh, but we will probably get to talk about it on Tuesday. Oh, oh but oh, sadness. It's because it's a long weekend. Well, no, I'm gone. And you'll be gone. It's not, it's a, not long a long weekend, weekend this weekend. I forgot. I'm but in, you'll be gone. I'm in Banff Monday. Right. And uh, I'm at a corporate golf tournament Tuesday. I'll be alone. <laughs> so sorry. You okay, can call a, me. I'll do a call-in. It's okay. I'll just, yeah, that will be sweet. We'll do a call-in for that. Yeah. Anyway. I'll call so you. You, so you think you can dance. September 18th. I'm excited. So you think you can dance. dance so you think dance. you can... Uh, did I say so you think you can dance? I meant to say Dancing with the Stars. I'm just... Oh, oh man. totally different things, right? Wake up, Kieran. Uh, and it's also... It's not so you think you can dance. dance. It's so you think you can dance. 
It's Friday, August 25th, and this is Two Guys, Three Trends, the show where we hit you some of the top trending topics on Google Trends. This is all presented by Avenue 4 Communications, a digital marketing and creative technology firm in Winnipeg and Montreal. Today on the show, New York gets a new bridge, baseball players fight, and Taylor Swift wants us to look at the things we made her do. Let's get trending. It's Friday, and I'm alone. This is Kieran, two guys, three trends. Uh, Mac is on his way to a wedding. He's driving halfway across the freaking country to go to this wedding, so he is out of here for today. Jumping right into our first trend, New York, you've got a new bridge. The Tappan Zee Bridge is going to be opening its first set of lanes early this Saturday, eventually able to carry 140,000 cars per day. This bridge cost four billion dollars uh, and you know it, it took decades of uh, negotiations and action and then finally actual construction by 7,000 workers and now the new 3.1 mile bridge is set to open in the early hours of Saturday this is actually the first bridge that has been built in the region of that scale in more than half a century uh, Andrew M Kumo who's the governor of New York uh, set the whole project in motion, and he's been really pushing hard for new infrastructure projects uh, and taking care of some of the uh, older uh, infrastructure in the city, but also pushing this bridge. This thing is gigantic. Uh, it's going to be four lanes each side, it's going to include pedestrian walkways and bike lanes. No train lanes, though, uh, which is a little bit interesting. And uh, lucky for New Yorkers, the Bridge tolls will stick to $5 or $4.75 Easy Pass instead of the massive tolls that you see on some of the other bridges that can range up to $15, which blows my mind. In Canada, we don't have toll roads that are of that nature. Um, around the Greater Toronto area, the GTA, uh, there are a lot of toll roads, but uh, and we have a similar thing to the Easy Pass system, but they're not anywhere close to that expensive. Uh, but again, that's probably due to the fact that we subsidize a lot of the things that we do. The government pays for a lot of stuff like healthcare. So uh, also some of these infrastructure projects are covered a lot more uh, by the government and they just don't uh, end up costing us as much money individually on a daily basis. This bridge though, it's stunning. Uh, it's pretty cool that they've put it all together. I think the announcement has uh, kind of really excited at least me, uh, and I don't even live in New York. I just have an aunt who lives there, so that's really cool. Uh, and again, the bridge is it's huge. It's big. It's uh, It looks pretty good. So New York, uh, try your new bridge out if you want to make the drive down to the Tappan Zee area. Now, if you were watching the baseball game last night between the Tigers and the Yankees, you may have caught a glimpse of a bench-clearing brawl. Last night, the uh, benches cleared for a testosterone-filled battle uh, after uh, Dellen Batanzas, New York's gigantic relief pitcher, uh, threw a 98-mile-per-hour fastball that happened to hit James McCann's batting helmet. So he hit him right in the head, uh, and this just started off a string of abuse and yelling that 
escalated to a bench clearing brawl. The teams leaving the benches trying to clear the fighting away from each other. Uh, everything kind of started in the fifth inning. Tiger starter Michael Fulmer, Fulmer hit Yankees catcher Gary Sanchez an inning after he'd homered. Uh, Fulmer stayed in the game. And then half an inning later, the Yankees reliever Tommy Canel threw a pitch behind Tiger star Miguel Cabrera, gets ejected. Play resumes. But before it does, Cabrera goes face-to-face with the Yankees catcher Austin Romney, brother of Tiger's infield, Andrew Romney. They start talking. Romney pulls off his mask. Cabrera shoves him, takes two swings. Romney tackles him. Both teams come flying out, trying to separate this mess. I think, overall... Ah, this stuff is just just gross in baseball. Why is there this culture of kind of retribution after these things? So after this, after they have this, uh, the teams coming out, uh, Batanzas pitches to start the seventh inning, reigniting everything. Detroit's rebuttal comes in the form of Alex Wilson bearing a fastball into Todd Frazier. He actually just throws it straight at him. Uh, Wilson fully admitted it after the game. He says, I purposefully tried to throw this ball at this guy. And uh, so he's probably going to get a fine, longer suspension. But the suspensions for these players are short. Uh, If you engage in this kind of behavior while you're playing a relatively peaceful sport, uh, you should be seeing more serious fines. If this this kind of stuff happened outside of a game like this, outside of baseball, uh, you know, if it happened on the street, you're whipping balls at people or, or hitting them, you know, that's assault, right? Uh, this kind of stuff I don't think has a place in the game. This isn't like hockey where it's built into the game. And even still, hockey fights, for me anyway, uh, they, you know, while people can say like, oh, hockey fights, they're part of the game. And uh, they, you know, they reignite teams and they can ignite the fans. Ah, you know what also reignites fans and teams? Uh, scoring goals, getting runs. I think the NFL has a good policy. While their whole game is predicated on hitting people and and also scoring, uh, any sorts of violence are like almost immediate ejections. And I think that's the kind of, and also can be hit with fines and suspensions after the game. And I think that's the kind of thing that needs to happen harder in baseball. Uh, I, I don't watch baseball for a bench-clearing brawl. If I want to watch a brawl, I'll watch the Mayweather and uh, McGregor fight on Saturday. I'm here to watch baseball. So... A little bit gross, but uh, that's what happened if you were watching the Detroit Tigers and uh, New York Yankees game yesterday. Going into our third trend for today, Taylor Swift fans, let me hear it. I'm going to imagine you're out there cheering your butts off because she's announced her new album, her sixth studio album, Reputation. And last night, the first single dropped, Look What You Made Me Do, uh, coming with the declaration on Twitter, I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. Now, this is a little bit dramatic, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, but through almost every line of the song, uh, Taylor Swift makes it clear that her persona starring in whatever the narrative is of reputation, or at least this song, is out for revenge. Revenge against uh, her public feuds against Kanye West, Katy Perry, um, breakups, all of that kind of stuff. Anybody who's talked down to her, critics, uh, she's going on the offensive. And it's a bit dramatic, uh, but it's generating a lot of buzz. And Taylor Swift is really interesting to me, uh, especially 
not just as a fan of music, but as a marketer, because the way she's been building up the hype for this music video and for this album has been incredible. She's, you know, she disappeared off of social media for a while. She cleared all the accounts, then only put up the videos of the snake. Now she's going after her critics and nothing is going to make news for you more than going after the people who have to talk about you as news. And that is like the critics and the music and entertainment writers who will be forced to cover this in a way that not only is um, talking about promoting the album, but also they'll have to be on the defensive and that will in turn gain more coverage because people eat this kind of stuff up, this kind of dramatic stuff. I mean, Taylor Swift, from a professional point of view, in terms of her music, she's extremely successful. Uh, you know, her album is going to do really well regardless of the critical reception. And this is actually something that can kind of guarantee that it's going to do well. It's going to sell well. People are going to listen to it. Every critic that she attacks here could say that this album is garbage. The album could end up being a, a hot, steaming mess. Not saying that it will, but it could. And people will still go and listen to it because of the controversy that it's going to be generating so um, I think this is a really good plan for her and uh, you know what I listened to the first song look what you made me do it's actually pretty fire so I, I think this is going to be another solid album out of Taylor Swift and the strategy that she's got going around it is dramatic it's intense uh, it's going after her critics and uh, you know it's going to create a cycle of more entertainment for people because there will inevitably respond be responses from uh, the people that it seems like she's calling out in this video the critics Kanye West maybe even Katy Perry uh, it's all going to be coming out here so new single is out look what you made me do and the upcoming album is called Reputation Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Two Guys, Three Trends. We're here every weekday talking about the top trending topics on Google Trends. This is all presented by Avenue 4 Communications, a digital marketing and creative technology firm in Winnipeg and Montreal. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, all over the place. Give us your call-ins with your thoughts on Anchor. And we will, of course, see you on Monday. Thank you.